Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Welcome back. I am joined today by the usual cohort, Wyatt, Jared, Lucas, and Aiden. Today we've got a, a chock full episode full of NBA talk specifically, but before we do that, let's dive into our news we missed as always. Um, in the NFL, Ryan Tannehill got some flack for saying that mentoring newly drafted rookie Malik Willis is not part of his job. Um, he's not the first quarterback to say something like that. I don't know. Does anybody have any thoughts about whether this makes him annoying? Is it understandable? Is it that just... wasn't in the contract. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think That's it's true. understandable. People are just mad because it's Ryan Tannehill and not a made man like everybody else. And the Titans shouldn't want Ryan Tannehill to focus any energy in anybody else other than Ryan Tannehill. What, what does Malik Willis have to learn from Ryan Tannehill so far in his career? You know, it's... Ryan Tannehill should hand only be Derek concerned. <clears throat> right, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill should only be concerned with making Ryan Tannehill a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he probably also feels a bit threatened. I'm not sure how many more years Ryan Tannehill <clears throat> has left being a starting QB. He's obviously been pretty good the last like couple of years. Last year though is down, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I give it two more years. He's a great backup and two or three. <laughs> All-timer. Quality back. <laughs> All-time back. Uh, all right. Um, and then in, in other NFL news, Tom Brady signed a 10-year, $375 million deal with Fox Sports to become an announcer for them after he retires. So that would be more than he's earned in his career so far, and that would make him the highest-paid sportscaster in the world. Any thoughts on this? I feel like this is probably worth it. If I would probably do that too if I were Fox, who had who just had uh, Joe Buck and Troy Eggman, Troy Eggman leave him. You kind of have to make a splash, <clears throat> and that's the biggest splash you could make of a former player. I think <laughs> yeah. maybe Manning. Still, yeah. So I think you mentioned this pre-show, Jared. Is that like, what if he's awful at it? <laughs> then they just like <laughs> wasted all of that money on like somebody who's a big name, but maybe a terrible announcer. Also, Lucas. Mr. Legal person right here. How, how are they signing contracts when they haven't even retired? Like, they're like, all right, just a date in the future, you're going to sign on with us. Like, what? That's so weird. I don't know. Contracts can be done for any point in time. So you can just be <laughs> like, okay, we're effective on this date to be determined. You agree to all these terms. Nice. Yeah. That's, but yeah, I wonder if there's some like fine print that says if it's like, you know, too far down the line, they'll cancel or something. Who knows when he'll retire? True. Um, and then veering over to NBA news, uh, Ben Simmons, it was announced, is actually getting back surgery now. So h- haters like myself who were saying that his back was never actually hurt. or, or <laughs> He said his back was sure. never actually hurt. He said that? that? He said that, well, it, there was a report that came out that he, it's like my – mental like problems are causing back spasms and then he got back surgery so it's kind of unclear as whether or not it's real real or you know or he, it's all made up or what what the actual issue is still 
I feel like if they're giving him surgery, though, it's probably like somewhat real. I mean, like it's real, but it just this still feels kind of random. Yeah, I saw some people saying too that like if his back was that badly injured that he needed surgery, like why were the Nets pushing him to come back? Also, how do you pass the physical management? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of sketchiness going on. That should have traded for me. <laughs> I would have played. Uh, <laughs> I would have liked to see that. Wyatt's too busy with his MLB career as a hitman <laughs> brawler. Yeah, exactly. Fighting Jose Altuve on the weekends. <laughs> and hitting Astros players anymore? with a 60 mile an hour That's fastball. <laughs> uh, and then lastly. Ja Morant is hurt. He hurt his knee. He missed one game, and now they've said they've said that he is probably not going to be coming back for the playoffs at all. That's not really saying that much necessarily, since they could only have one game left. But it's interesting. <laughs> people were people were clamoring for like some Jordan Poole punishment because he like touched his knee. I don't know if anybody thinks that. That's, I thought it was blown out of proportion, personally. Yes, lame. Agreed. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely see the uh, the Grizzlies are better without Ja. Yeah. Tested. <laughs> like the Terminator Jordan Poole locked into that MCL and just ripped it right out of his knee. Yeah. How did that? How did that? How did that turn into a bone bruise? I'm not a doctor. A lot of doctor stuff on the show so far. <laughs> how did his hand? We should have a resident doctor. How does his hand every week and turn just like into a bone bruise? Out. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're the wrong Find a doctor I've had friend a before in my life. But... I don't, don't. It was not that easy. Should have drafted me number two overall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the accumulated wear and tear of him dropping from every, the basket on every dunk. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Oh, man. Why? Okay. Have played more games than Zion. You know. <laughs> it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty close. Okay, that that does it for our for our news we missed. Let's jump in. First up, we've got what I'm dubbing the battle of the itches. Uh, that's <laughs> Nikola Jokic versus Luka Doncic specifically. So Jokic on one hand is already out of the playoffs. He got bounced in the first round. We talked about him last week. Meanwhile, Luka and the Mavs are very much still in their second round matchup with the Suns. In fact, it's tied 2-2 as of this recording. So checkmate Jokic-ists. Jared, let me, let me ask you, is Luka's performance in these playoffs proving that he's actually more of an MVP than Jokic is? Absolutely. There is no doubt in my mind. There is no doubt in my mind when they were down 0-2 as well. If you looked it up before game three, Luka owned the title of the most, like, highest playoffs points per game average in the history of the NBA. Better than Michael Jordan. He's now second on that list, granted, but still, he's only back behind by .3 points right now. And he and Michael Jordan are the only two players to have a career playoff points average over 30 points. And then, oh, okay, it's not all about points. He's also averaging almost a triple-double with 9.2 rebounds and 8.8 assists. That's insane. Those are insane numbers. When you look at him compared to Jokic as well, in terms of points created per 100 possessions, or points and assists per 100 possessions, he beats Jokic on both. And I know people are going to say, oh, but his teammates are better or whatever stepped up. If you look up, if you look at the PER of Jokic's best teammate this year is DeMarcus Cousins, it was 17.6. And granted, Luka's best teammate is a little bit better. 
Spencer Didwitty at 19.0, but that's not a huge difference in terms of supporting cast. And I know you Jokic fans love your advanced metrics to try to find some way to, to make Jokic better than Luka. <clears throat> okay. Here's a cut. There's also a lot of slander about Luka this, like when they were down 0-2 that I want to clear up a little bit too. They were, there were so many people saying Luka is just James Harden and he gets tired in the fourth quarter and defenses pick on him. Luka's usage rate is not his fault at all. First off, they have to play that way right now because of that. And he needs, and then I'll, so there's one. Second, I heard people saying he needs to learn how to recruit and international players don't like to do that, which is the most ridiculous take I've ever heard. First off, look at what recruiting gets you. Okay, KD recruited and got Kyrie to go to the Nets. That's worked out pretty well for him, I'd say. LeBron recruited and that has netted him a total of two titles in eight seasons since he left the Heat and two franchises that have been that are going to be gutted when he leaves the Lakers. And look at Steph. He didn't he didn't recruit KD. The Warriors pitched themselves. That's what that's the kind of player that Luka is too. Playing with him I think is going to pitch itself. You know who else didn't recruit by the way? Giannis, another international player and <laughs> it worked out well for him. Let the GMs do their jobs. Same thing about like Luka has too many turnovers when you have the ball in your possession every when you have the ball in your hand every possession, that's also going to happen. So check that out off. I will say, like, yes, Luca is not perfect, but he, and there are stuff he needs to improve on. I would say, like, free throws, he definitely needs to improve on that, but Giannis had that issue as well. Defense, Jason Kidd challenged him, and he's played a lot better in the last two games. And then conditioning and, like, stop talking to the refs and losing is cool. Definitely stuff he needs to improve on. But Bart, I don't even need all these stats. Just use the eye test, meaning when I turn on oh, the TV my. to watch basketball... I can see Luka playing and Jokic isn't. Oh, <laughs> Jokic has a more deserving claim to the Taco Bell Skills Challenge Award right now that Embiid won, supposedly, in an MVP trophy. <laughs> Inside joke to our last episode. There. So you're saying disregard everything you just said. The most important thing is that Jokic lost in the first round? I'm saying if you don't That's... win, you're not that valuable to your team. Oh my goodness! That my is goodness. an incredibly simplistic <laughs> view. Are you kidding me? I, I, you I, I did you listen to all the other stats I no, put no, no, out I, about how he and Michael Jordan are the only players to want, average thirty points a game? I did. I did. I'm just. I'm just saying. You thought that. It was, I thought it was funny that at the end you said, "I don't even need stats. Just look at this." I don't. I, I really <laughs> don't. Just use the eye test. Is Jokic? Jokic is on his couch right now. Luke is on the court. I can't but, repeat that. Yeah. Well, uh, Jokic, excuse me, Doncic is also no, no, probably on his couch, couch right now because they're not playing. <laughs> they're no, playing at seven. That's, that's untrue. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I think oh. that's time to <laughs> That game started. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate, Jokic ist. Anyway, Aiden, Aiden, did you have some, you said you had some stats, it sounded like. Oh, I'm sure you do too. I just, like, at the end of the day, most valuable player is who helps their team most, who is the most valuable to their team. If we look at difference between a player being on the court versus off the court, Jokic's stats are ridiculous compared to anyone and compared to Luka. He, with him on the court, the Nuggets this year outscored opponents by 7.2 points per 100 possessions. Without him, they get outscored by 8.4 points per 100 possessions. That's a difference of like 15 points. Per 100 possessions. Sorry for repeatedly saying 100 possessions. <laughs> like, their net rating with him is second in the league, just to the just second to the Suns. And without him, it's 25th, like, just behind the Kings. 
And Luca, if we look at the same stats, the Mavs are actually 0.9 points worse with him, which I don't totally believe. They, you know, on offense, they're three points better. On defense, they're four points worse. I don't, but like, you look at Luca, he's clearly helping the team. <clears throat> but still, that's a pretty jarring difference in stats. And I think it goes to show how bad the Nuggets are when Jokic is not there, how bad they are when it's just him, no Michael Porter, no Jamal Murray. Yeah, those are those are good points actually. They they got the finalists wrong. The the other finalists they should have had are like guys like Trey uh Trey Young. They should have had like CJ McCollum on there maybe. Let's just like <laughs> we should only do six seeds and under next time. And that'll be probably a better indicator apparently. That's what we're doing. Oh my goodness. Derek, come on. I know you're being like dishonest here. No, I'm just to not. like drive up the viewership. Come on. Right Value is, is crazy. so much more. Did our whole conversation like... last week just like not yeah. not register for like, you at all? If Michael Jordan I'm played on like you. the 0405 Bobcats, would he not be the most valuable player? Like, come on. Say again. I didn't hear that one. Sorry. If you put Michael Jordan on like the like prime Michael Jordan or like prime LeBron on the 0405 Bobcats, they're like the worst team in NBA history. Would they not still be the best, most valuable player? You know what? It's not a team award. Jared, they should have gave it to Anthony Davis because yeah. he missed so much time and the Lakers missed the playoffs. He is clearly more valuable to his team because they were all the way out of it. I am sick of the conversation of advanced analytics because that's exactly how Rudy Gobert wins the Defensive Player of the Year award every year. And then we watch him get cooked trying to guard a guy on the wing. I don't care about the numbers I care about the eye test, and the eye test tells me, and it tells Jared, that Luca is more valuable. I just—that's a flawed eye test. Then I—that's like, first of all, why does twenty twenty vision, Bart? It's no. no, no. It's like <laughs> what is flawed about this eye no, test? No, no, no. Arguing for Luca is like arguing flat Earth or logic. It's like I can see all of this in front of me. I can see all these stats that tell me the Earth is round, but when I look out, I don't see a curve. Yeah. So, you know, the Earth has to be flat. It's the same logic. These stats, they're called advanced, but they're not that advanced at the end of the day. When we're talking about, like, on and off, it's a very simple yeah. metric. We're talking about <laughs> how the team does with the player on, okay. like, so the what, net points what players, without them. Like, no. that's what players a in thing. NBA history have compared to Jokic's like to this season? Or some made-up crap. <laughs> But yeah, it's it not, like I like I like to clown on like Vorp as much as the next person. <laughs> but like, come on, like it's a simple stat. Like, okay, but that. so what? What players in NBA history compared to Jokic's numbers? Is there one player that had, had that has had a better season than Jokic at, according to these advanced analytics? Well, there's never been a player who had a 2,000, 1,000, and 500 season. I'll tell you that. So did Jokic, okay, so, so did Jokic win more games than, than anybody has ever won more games? This in, literally, know, in I feel like I'm rehashing what we talked about okay. last week. His team is not good aside from him. I just told you. I, I, just I thought told he was so valuable, valuable that he was an elevator. If we're talking about he plus did. minus over NBA history, too, be a ten Jokic team. is the second highest in NBA history after Michael Jordan. You can have the yeah. plus minus, too. And Michael Jordan will take the championship. I think if and you so put Jokic well, on the Michael Mavs, Jordan, Scotty Pippen, and Dennis Robin, that would give credit like to the stat, the... wouldn't it? The fact that yeah, even right. though yeah, Michael Jordan had a better supporting cast, he still okay. ranks super highly on that. It's well, still makes it clear that top, he was yeah, really exactly. good. And if you look at the top five in this stat, it's Michael Jordan, Jokic, LeBron, Magic Johnson, David Robinson. Who I think everybody would agree are probably like five of like the twelve best players in NBA history. Then I can't wait to watch. Can't wait to watch Jokic play tonight. Can't you, Jared? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I can't. I'm sorry. It's Luca who's playing tonight. Put him on the same team that Luca has, oh, and he would yeah. still be in the playoffs. Also, put him against not the Suns. Oh my! 
That is not true at all. Bart. I know it's a completely hypothetical argument, but it, <laughs> I, I just can't. Do you know I can't where Luka ranks in all-time box plus minus? No, not I know where he ranks in points 250. per game in playoffs, though. Wow, with a yeah, with a usage rate of forty percent, I'd put up thirty points a game too. <laughs> exactly. No, you wouldn't, Bart. It's, 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 no, it's the same reason why Bart like, was drafted Kobe, third like after like, okay. If you're just shooting all the time, your stats are going to be high. It's not good basketball to have Luka do the whole guess, thing. Guess guess how many percentage points better than Doncic Jokic shot in the playoffs this year? More than ten percentage points better. It's a ridiculous difference. Guess how many wins? Guess how many more wins Luka has in the playoffs right now than Jokic has. <laughs> Oh okay, Infinite. but you're talking about MVP, but, just honestly, one player. <laughs> no, it not didn't get team. swept. It was 4 1. Yeah, it was 4 1. It was, so let's not. Wait, one I, to I, six. Even if you put the Nuggets up against the Jazz, the, the Nuggets would have won that series too. Yeah, like, just like remember me. the fact that the Mavs were up 2 1 when Luka came back, okay? Yeah, uh huh. They were winning a series when he was not there. Okay, so the, should, should we always so have we, the MVP play the Jazz at the end of the season to determine? Or the Jazz, one of the biggest frauds we've ever seen in NBA history. Okay, yeah, I just this doesn't even like, make sense. Like, the crux of your argument is that he's the MVP, but you're talking about the playoffs. If you want to say Luca's the M- yes. the playoffs MVP, then that's maybe. But we, no, we're okay. talking about we have never to their team, which we have never judged. We have never judged rate. a player. We have never judged a player as rated. valuable. We don't. We don't actually take the MVP as most valuable player because otherwise LeBron would have infinitely man. more than anybody else. And he should be a history. Like, I, I'd be on board for that. And Jokic should also, not. Jokic, yeah, Jokic now has more MVPs than Kobe Bryant does. <laughs> yeah. And he's that's so ridiculous. he's better. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. completely ridiculous. I, that's, mm, I, I don't think that's We ridiculous. can have the Kobe debate some other yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, this MVP is like. I know like, Bart and I have strong feelings about that. This is, no, like no. Cal Ripken, this is like Cal Ripken's Iron Man consecutive games record. Nobody, ma- ma- nobody cares. What impact does it have on wins? It didn't have an impact on wins. Dude, come on. Jared, they literally. Can we, there's... can we circle back on something? Sure. <laughs> his usage rate as evidence of him being MVP. If his usage rate is forty percent, that degrades everything he's done. No, it does. No, it doesn't. It shows. It shows how much the team need him to win. They need him to play that much but in order don't. to win a game. They, they were winning their playoff series before he was out. Oh. Um, they he's you know the negative net rating like just because he. They use him forty percent of the time. Doesn't mean like he's the best player or the most valuable player. It just means he gets the ball forty percent of the time. It means he's a ball hog. He's selfish, you know. So the Dallas Mavericks were eight and nine without Luka Doncic this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's not that valuable. The Nuggets. Right. Well, the, the Jok- Nuggets yeah. without Jokic were like two, and they were two and six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... but I was just discrediting Luka, saying that Luka is not valuable to his team because his team was up on the Jazz in a well, best yeah, of but... three. But literally, the point is that Jokic was <laughs> more significant to the Nuggets' wins than Luka was to the Nuggets. I'm not trying to debate that yeah. Luka isn't good. Not, yeah, Lucas was. Yeah. I didn't say I, that. Don't put words in If Luka <laughs> won the title this year, he would be the first player in NBA history to win the title and have the highest usage rate in the league. Nobody's ever well, done it. Allen Iverson's made the final. You think there's will. a reason <laughs> like, why? <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why. That, and if Luca bucks the trend, then what does Jared, that say about him? What does that, that say about him? The argument that you're not valuable if you're used that much—that's direct correlation. So, like, thank you for discovering that stat that helped our side. I Are you kidding me? No, I just—I just said if he wins this year, what does that say about Luca? 
but he won't win this year. Oh my because, goodness! All right, because when yeah, a player can... has that high of a usage rate, they don't win titles because it's bad basketball. We can have that conversation. It's not bad basketball to have nine point two rebounds and eight point eight mm-hmm. assists. If you're, it's if not you're bad basketball to average four, a triple double. Jared, why has nobody ever won an NBA title with a forty percent usage rate? Because they're well, not as good as Luca. Nobody's That's ever why. had a, even higher than a thirty-six percent usage rate. But anyway, <laughs> Jared, I will give you your second flight to Dallas from a bet on this podcast if the if the Mavs win the title this year. I really just I do not see it happening. There's no... So that you can go see the offseason. Yes, yeah, so that you can go see the parade. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Same weekend as the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what is that game post late it October? Oh. No, nah, I probably wouldn't be. Oh. Okay, well we should probably move on now. We've <laughs> we've given There's so much craziness going around on this podcast already though. Twenty minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what, did you say there's a lot going around of? Craziness. All coming from your mouth. Yeah, let's, it's coming from you three. Let's wait to hear the uh, the listeners' reactions. I think. I agree. Hold on. I agree. Actually, with Nick Wright, he said this. Luca's actually underrated in a lot of ways right now. How good he's, how well he's playing. It's crazy how much hate he's getting right now on this podcast. No, we're not hating on him. Yes, you are. You totally are. Again, he's he's putting words in the mouth. No, it's... He's putting words in our mouth. I'm standing Jokic more than Doncic. I'm not hating Doncic at all. Doncic is my guy. I think you're degrading him. Yeah, the MVP final candidates were correct. Like... Yeah. It should have been been Trey Young, CJ McCollum, (laughs) and Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. (laughs) Put Zion on there, too. (laughs) Yeah, he was pretty valuable. Clearly. It's okay. Yeah, Anthony. All I'm saying is that there is a reason why no team has ever won an NBA title with a 40% usage rate player. No, they should shoot. They should have a 31.8% usage rate because clearly that wins games. Actually, doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It actually doesn't. They're they're actually out of the playoffs. The guy who had 31.8% usage rate. You can have the metrics all day. We'll take the wins. Put him next to your Rudy Gobert Defensive Play of the Year awards. I don't know how to argue with this. Like, you're literally... Okay, it's fine. Because it's stupid. No, it's not. Because it's stupid. The crux no, of the it's argument not. is that his team is better, and so he should... Yes. Like, I just told you their team isn't better. How, how much better? Wait, Jared. Wait, Spencer Dinwiddie let's, let's, is all of a sudden a superstar? Yeah, come on. There's, no, Jaylen there's nothing Brunson. even close to a second All-Star Jared. on that team. Let's put out a hypothetical. Luca is on a team... With me and Art and you, you did great in uh, what's it called bookstore, bookstore basketball. Yes. Yeah, Jokic is on a team with his current team. We have to play each other. The, us and Luca play the Denver Nuggets right now. Who do you think wins that? That game? is a crazy argument. You can't even use that at all. That okay. is a crazy argument. No, it's not. It's not any different than what. It's yes, it is. Right it now. is way different for NBA no, players to play NBA players than non-NBA players to play NBA players. Okay. No, it's it's absurd. There's a fallacy for this. There must be a name for this. It's absurd. Yeah, it's you strawmanning our argument. That's the fallacy. Yeah, strawman. Crazy. That's what you're doing to us. No, I'm not. Not yes, even, you are. You're even putting words in your mouth. You're saying we're clowning on Luca, which we're not doing. You were clowning on Luca. You had to bring him down in order to put Jokic up. That's a bully. Oh. Again, lies. <laughs> okay, speaking right, of bringing Dylan people Brooks. down, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Brooks brought Gary Payton the second down hard in Game Two of the Warriors Grizzlies series. It was a flagrant foul too. 
Peyton fractured his elbow. Brooks got suspended for game three. Um, Brooks then played in game four and was potentially the reason that the Grizzlies lost, but I digress. Um, Colin Cowherd compared this kind of like violent, f- aggressive fouling to the 90s basketball uh, culture where, you know, pe- people people tend to glamorize the 90s. It was very aggressive. There were a lot of fouling, things like that. So it kind of begs the question, Lucas, let me throw it to you. Is NBA basketball better, actually, with physicality and quote-unquote villainous plays like what uh, what Dylan Brooks did? Would, would fans actually prefer for us to go back to more 90s style basketball or is that just maybe fondness for the good old days no this is a kind of clown take i would expect from colin coward who clearly <laughs> watches like no basketball throughout <laughs> the entire year into the playoffs i'm gonna first start off by saying that i think we really overstate the physicality in the 90s and i'm being 100 percent honest when i say that like it's something that like old heads say to hype up michael jordan and as like being the greatest of the air because he played through the hardest the most physical like guys like skip bayless and like always argue they're like well the physicality of the game back then guys look like lebron can never succeed in that era but like obviously they could (laughs) i'm not gonna even take that bait (laughs) (laughs) but it's all in an effort to make it seem like michael jordan had to like play through more than lebron did and all that um when Michael Jordan didn't ever have to play against the zone defense. So, like, let's not pretend that, like, he had it, like, so hard. So, from the start, I think the whole premise that basketball is infinitely more, like, physical and brutal in the old days in and of itself represents a nostalgia for, like, the good old days. And you can find just as many highlight videos of dudes playing no defense at all as super physical plays in the 90s. People like to share those, like, clips of, like, well, look at this guy, like, taking it out. But I could, like, assemble a clip from, like the last like two years of like hard fouls and stuff and be like look at the most physical era of basketball 2021 like i don't know what we're starting from here is necessarily correct but that being said i will concede that there have been some objective criteria that show the game is probably a little less physical than it was um notably the ban on hand checking that went into effect in 2004 um made it so you basically couldn't touch guys out on the perimeter but when people say the game used to be more physical i think with they mean or they're trying to like get across is that it used to be more defensive and slower which i think is true um this obviously hasn't been the case through all of basketball history times like the 80s were super high scoring and not as defensive um but in the 90s and early 2000s the game slowed down a lot of teams played much more defensively and the offense was just a lot of iso ball i think like the peak of this is seen in the 2004 nba finals uh, which were won by the detroit pistons um who sort of perfected that slow defensive style in those finals uh, which the Pistons played the Lakers in. A team only scored 100 points once uh, when the Pistons scored 100 in the series clinching game five. And by contrast, there are more games in which teams scored fewer than 80 points than there were where there was 100 or more points uh, scored. In fact, in game three, the Lakers only scored 68 back points. And that's just not that's not fun basketball to watch at all, Like if, if we're making that argument. So I think the issue with basketball in this like supposed golden era of like the 90s and like maybe the early 2000s um, is that it was slow and the offense was boring. And any time I would take Steph and the Warriors moving the ball quickly, jacking up threes, or like the 80s Showtime Lakers, uh, like free-flowing offense, <laughs> over just like guys going back and forth with iso ball for like 48 minutes. Like I think it's just like infinitely more exciting um, and better basketball. Anyone who says who suggests otherwise is letting their love of Michael Jordan and his era dominate over any <laughs> rationalism or reason. And if you're going to be nostalgic for an era of basketball... Have it be for those Showtime Lakers, for the Magic Bird Battles, for Dr. J and the Sixers and the Bad Boys Pistons, who all played fast and also played physical. I wouldn't argue not more or less physical than the 90s at that point. Um, And, I don't know, 
I think it's we're just using our nostalgia, especially for Michael Jordan, to be like, oh, the '90s were this golden era of basketball, which I think is just absolutely not true, and it was less exciting. Well, I'd like to point out first off, Michael Jordan was nowhere in that question. You're just bringing you're bringing Michael Jordan into it, and then the yes, good debate brings all these that, other That's sentiments. why that he is the entire fuel for this '90s basketball. What about the Bad Boys he, Pistons? Lucas, so actually, so first off, 89, first 89. off, <laughs> 90 as well. Not, okay. So whatever. Um, yeah. If you, if you, I was watching highlights of nineties basketball and I would say it a hundred percent is way, was way more well, physical. Well, they're than, highlights, Jared. You could watch a thousand nope. games. And just you're not going to, you're not going to make that highlight real in 2010 and it's not going to look the same. There's literally, yes, Wyatt showed me this I video could, of a guy in the post. If I watched the entire season of NBA games, I could throw together 10 hard fouls no. and be like, look, this is the Okay, but you can throw together 50, you can throw together 50 in the same time frame if you Did look you at Did you watch every basketball. NBA basketball game from 1990 to 1999? Say again? Oh, Did you watch my. every single NBA basketball game Oh, come game on now, though. People, people are literally no, in the on. post. You're, you're, you're here with these arguments today, Jared, which are just strawmanning other people's arguments. No, you're doing a straw man here. You're mischaracterizing 90s basketball. It was way more physical. It was way Why? more Why? Because you watched a highlight clip on YouTube, which had a couple hard fouls. Oh my god! There's a couple. No objective criteria. You can't Lucas, put what that was your favorite basketball game in 1993 that you watched live? Well, what was Jared? <laughs> There's no objective criteria if you look at it that says the game is more physical now than it was then. It's the eye test. That's all you need again, Lucas. First off. Yeah, Second well, off. my eye test says otherwise, so it's like it's all bullshit, you know. So. Second off, I mean, okay, <laughs> Lucas. They made this is what Colin Coward said. They made a documentary about the Pistons. You don't see a documentary about John Stockton. He played nice fundamental basketball. Okay, that's not what I'm arguing at all. No, but no, but what I'm, what I'm saying is people do like '90s basketball, and they would prefer that. That's what that's what we that's what we glorify. Wait, wait. I feel like okay, so, they pre- Pistons. Yeah. The Pistons were in the 80s. No, they weren't. They were also yes, in the they 90s. Were. The, their run was 87 through 90. That And so they played like four months of basketball in the 90s. And then they didn't yeah, really know about John Stockton in the 90s. It, it's making the, the opposite point you think it is. They, they featured an 80s team and not a 90s team. I'm saying if you're going to be nostalgic for an era of basketball, be nostalgic. I think the 80s okay, are late better eight, basketball than 89 and 1990. <laughs> That's that's basically the '90s. They talk about the '60s the same way. You round up. Plus, after you get five, <laughs> you round up. <laughs> Look, okay, but still, but still, what's your no. point with that? Like, I don't know what are you <laughs> people, to say. Yeah, people do. Like, people want to want to watch that. People like like to watch people getting beat up on the basketball court. They want to watch it. I feel like in a thirty for thirty documentary. But when their favorite player on their favorite team mm. gets injured because of something like exactly. that, they're not gonna like it. Exactly. Look, it's it's Look. A, like it's like a yes, we support this, but not in my backyard kind of thing. That's what it is. Yeah, they're nimbies. <laughs> Basketball today is infinitely more skilled than the '90s could ever yeah. dream of being. Like it's the Absolutely. like Kyrie, the Kyrie, they would run Kyrie Irving out of town if he were to be teleported back into the '90s. They would have thought he was a witch or he was possessed by somebody else. <laughs> and like if Kyrie Irving played before that. <laughs> Like nobody, everybody would be in absolute shock. They nobody could ever dream of. Even Michael Jordan could could never dream of doing the things that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and you, you know some of these other guys, Luca, have ever could ever do on a basketball court. I saw a video of a guy. He caught the ball in the post, and his defender just one two punched him in the back of the head. <laughs> that is not basketball. There is like Dylan Brooks getting undercut. 
or excuse me, Dylan Brooks undercutting Gary Payton is not basketball. I don't understand the glamour behind it. I like a good fight from time to time, but like if a guy catches the ball and I'm guarding, if I just uppercut him, am I a great defender or is that just bad basketball? Is that, is that just is that just being a bad person? It's a mental game. Nobody in the 90s and 80s had actually to have any skill. I probably could have gone in the top no. 10. <laughs> this has to come up this, every second that you can really do something better than a professional athlete. Uh, <laughs> but no, like you don't have to actually have skill to play in the 80s and 90s because you had a part-time job after you got out of the game. Like you had to go and flip burgers after that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, real, I mean, like come on, like really, it's like, player, like a, it's, it's like it's not basketball. They're just punching each other. I don't understand the glamour behind it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, I think. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna say, I feel like 1993 to like 2006 is like the most unwatchable era of basketball. It's just so boring. Like it's like you have like you like Alan and like I love Allen Iverson or like Kobe or like anybody from that era. Just like they'll take the ball, they'll dribble for like 18 seconds ISO, and then like either drive or like pull up a mid range, and then just like repeat for 48 minutes. Like it's boring. Look, all, all five members of the Detroit Pistons would get ejected within the first quarter, somewhere at some point in the first <laughs> quarter, if they were to play in today's game. Yeah. Like, I mean, but not to, di- not to disrespect a lot of the greats that we've had. I think Larry Bird would travel well. I think Michael Jordan would travel well into today. But most players, most of the middle-aged players who, like in the middle-of-the-road players, you do not have to have skill. You were just physical, I say with air quotes, because you, you, know, you had a nice right hook. Like, I mean, that's, that's all it took. <laughs> Why have you watched basketball from like 1980? Like, yeah, if, if you, I if watched you every game live in, from 1980. <laughs> I, over the last 24 hours, I have watched 80 hours of basketball. <laughs> All I'm saying is that if you watched the Lakers in like 1985 with like Magic and Kareem, like that team could play in today's NBA. You know what? In, stand behind that. And if I put, if I RKO'd Magic Johnson, I think they would put me in the Hall of Fame oh if I played back then. <laughs> Because that's all it took. I would have had a max contract in 1985. $7. Yes. Yeah, according to Wyatt's economic view of the 80s and 90s. If I, if I just jumped and planted my heels into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's chest, they would have, yeah, they would, they would have looked at me like an elite. What? Dude, no, honestly, looking at, like, how um suspensions and stuff worked or how, like, stuff was handed down if someone really did do something violent back then, pre-1995, there was a single suspension that was longer than five games, and it was for a guy named Kermit Washington, who was suspended 26 games after punching another player in the face, and this guy had a, like, spinal fluid leak as a result of it and almost oh died. Gosh. This happened oh in God. December. The guy was out even miss easily for the season. rest of the season, but Kermit was back twenty five games. That's crazy to go for it. So they definitely were less stringent about like handing down stuff. Can't um, handle the heat. Don't uh, exactly. come into the kitchen. You know. <laughs> that's just, that's no, the glory of 85's basketball. That's terrible. It's right my fun fact. Of that's, the what, day. that's what everyone um, loved. Bring but another kind of interesting thing, and I don't know what this says, but the number of like fouls that are called per NBA game has gone down since the eighties, which. Again, the yeah. bar could be higher, like in terms of what they maybe they it was rougher back then, and they just you know still um, happen to call more fouls because of how much rougher it was. But I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. 
I, I saw that too, Aiden. I think it's directly tied to three-pointers. The If you are mm. going to ask yourself whether the game was better then, I think the most fundamental question is, do we want NBA games to be like yeah. 40% three-point attempts now? Because, like, yeah, if you look at That's it, like in the, in the 80s, the highest three-point attempts per game on average across the league, 6.6. This year it was thirty five point two, so oh I, I think that explains a lot of the of yeah. like the, the perception that the game is more uh, like you know loosey goosey and less violent now. It's just like people literally aren't stepping inside the perimeter <laughs> nearly as much. Yeah. It's wild. Like it's gonna be inherently more less skilled. physical if people aren't getting into the paint. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like I think like the average level of like physicality per going into the paint is like the same as it probably was. I like, definitely disagree. We're gonna put a side side by side highlight reels together. I can find you entire entire in one year. You can put one season of hard fouls in ninety one, whatever year you want to pick, Lucas. Do the same thing for this year, and you'll see that the this year's highlight reel will be like thirty seconds. The ninety one one will be like twenty minutes long. Guarantee it. Why? Because you're just you just believe that with no factual basis. <laughs> Am I gonna tally up all? The, I'm gonna tally up. Oh, there's a hard foul. There's a hard foul. Watch highlights. It's the eye test, Lucas. Yeah, it's My no, it's goodness. highlights. Highlights are inherent. My goodness. <laughs> you're just being a shitter today. I'll take. I will. No, I will. I, will, I, will I can pick any. I can pick I'm any sorry. highlight. <laughs> I can pick any can highlight from a me. 1990s highlight reel of a bad foul, and you will not see the equivalent in 2000. How about that? I'm just not even going to dig up. What is <laughs> that point? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Response. I, this, this needs to be a poll or something. It was 100% more physical in the 90s. Okay, well, all right. But the question was, is basketball better <laughs> with the physicality? And it's not because they're not as skilled as they are today. And yeah. like we said, no, like Michael Jordan never had to do his own defense. He probably would have collapsed. Wait, what? <laughs> Dude, that is the hottest take I've heard in a while. No, I mean, that's not true. I, I don't think Michael Jordan's a scrub, but I'm, I'm trying to be funny. But I think Michael Jordan, like, but play, like, the game has changed in dramatically between now, now and then. And I think the players are more skilled now today than they, than the average player is more skilled yeah. now today. You know? Yeah, I don't, like, literally look no further than centers. Yeah. I know we just talked about Jokic, but, like, no, players yeah, I mean, like, across the court can do into, like, like even like 2002 basketball, like it, they would score like 80 points a game. Like it, like the fact that a, a center could. Sh- okay, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> the fact that like yeah, I'm not trusting said- anything Lucas says about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you told somebody like 2002 that like centers would be shooting threes at like a 38 percent clip, like nobody would believe you. Yeah. Like imagine Shaq doing that. He would. He never would. Anyway, there that's going to do it for there us today. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our three-hour-long episode. Believe it or not, this is our first episode of the week. We've got more coming. Apparently, we've got more to say. Again, hard to believe. Um, but we've got more NBA talk coming later in the week. If you can't wait that long, listen to one of our other shows. We've got No Days Off about the NFL offseason. We've got Pit Stop for F1 talk. Please subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, please let us know what you think about the uh, itch Jokic Doncic debate. We will be eagerly I do waiting want to hear about that. Um, your your <laughs> feedback. But anyway, see ya.